Hello and welcome to Healthy Mind, Healthy Life with your host Avik. This podcast is all about exploring the latest research, sharing personal stories and providing personal tips for improving our mental health and well-being. Each episodes will be joined by experts in the field of mental health as well as individuals who have experienced the transformative power of a healthy mind firsthand. Together we will dive into a range of topics from managing stress and anxiety to building resilience and cultivating happiness. So, join us on this journey to discover new ways to take care of our minds, bodies and souls and let's work together to create a healthier, happier world one episode at a time. So, let's get started. My name is Lolita Guarin. For those who don't know me, obviously lots of people don't know me. But um, so I, I know I've always been asked, do I ever like wake up this morning and said, you know, I want to be a stress management coach. And I did not arrive there that way. Obviously, I for those who can hear that I really don't speak American accent. <laughs> I speak with my Lithuanian accent because I came to U.S. 23 years ago. Uh, for my American dream, and I was uh, really working very hard because I figured if you want to achieve something, you you better achieve something by how? Well, working hard, right? Um, so when I was working for uh, different companies, pretty much my workload was the same. I was always overworked because I wanted to show myself and my supervisors that I can handle it. I need a raise. I'm going to work the weekends and you know, I would end up working sometimes 10, 12 hour days because, well, I wanted to achieve things. But also what happened to me, I was afraid to say no to any new projects. And, uh, you know, like my coworker comes and say, hey, can you help me with the, this presentation? Even if I have no time, I will still, still say, yeah, of course I'll help you. Um, so I didn't even have time to go work out or anything like that. It was pretty much I come back home and go to bed. Uh, nutrition, like what nutrition, whatever pizza donuts in the, in the break room, that's my nutrition because, well, I don't have time for that. Um, it was, you know, as an immigrant coming to a new country. And again, it doesn't mean that immigrants only the people who work hard, right? It, yeah. it doesn't matter where you, what your background is. Doesn't matter what you do. Um, you still can get to the point that you so burn out that you don't have energy for anything else. Um, and what happened with me, I, it really impacted my physical body so much that it um, it just disbalanced my hormones in the body and it caused me so many problems. And I had to go to emergency room because it was really all stress-related because I was in my mid-30s. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I cannot be sick. Only old people are sick. I'm, I'm in my 30s. I'm supposed to be like doing this, you know, like I'm, I can do this. Um, and then when the diagnosis was pretty much I need to slow down and really manage stress, I, I, I did a lot of uh, different things that are like a staples of um, stress management. It's like, oh, you know, you, you do your time management, you um, meditate, you, you write diaries, all the, the things that are so popular these, these days. But I, I realized pretty quick that, well, let's, let's say I'm, if I'm talking with someone, let, let's say someone is talking with a client and they're upset on the phone and then they will be... Um, uh, stressing me out right i'm not gonna tell them hey wait a minute i'm gonna be leaving right now i'm gonna do my yoga for 30 minutes and then i'm gonna come back 
this is not happening, right? So the stress management really came to the point that, okay, there are some things that I can do and some things looks like they're still not being done. Um, but uh, then I m- moved to the, I think that the biggest piece of what has to do with the stress management, like with any any change in your life is, do you want to do it because you're inspired to change and change your lifetime, your lifestyle? Or is that you are so in pain that you have to change your lifestyle? And obviously for me, it came as a changing of a lifestyle because it was already so painful that I couldn't couldn't do it anymore. Otherwise, I'll have to, I don't know, uh, you, you know, like a lot of people tell me they don't have time to take care of themselves. It's like, well, you know, when you're in the hospital and you're in bed, this is not the time to take care of yourself. So there were a lot of radical changes that I had to do. And then I became from working as a GIS analyst into stress management coach. Great. That's it's really lovely. So, uh, hey, dear listeners, welcome back to Healthy Mind and Healthy Life and the podcast where we explore the paths to well-being, resilience and living our best lives. So I'm your host, Avik. And in today's episode, it's all about unlocking our potential and managing stress, even when life throws us curveballs. So as you have already heard from our guest, so yes, joining us to share her inspiring story, powerful insights is someone who knows a thing or two about overcoming adversity and thriving, the incredible Lolita Gordon. So uh, she let me also tell you uh, a bit about her, uh, as she has already mentioned, but uh, she is a four-time best-selling Amazon author, a dynamic speaker, and a stress management coach, as she has already explained in details. So who's devoted to helping others reduce the burnout and uh, boost their energy. So I'm I'm really really excited to have her on my show, uh, and uh, I I believe uh, she'll definitely share her wisdom with all of you. So uh, without further ado, like let's let's just understand uh, some of the things and details about the stress. Like uh, I mean, stress management is itself a kind of uh, huge term. And there should definitely be a strategy, which I believe, maybe I'm wrong, but uh, we have export with, uh, with us today. So uh, like uh, Lolita, just to understand, like what are the some of the drug-free stress management techniques that you have found most effective in your own recovery? Well, I think the number one thing about stress management, it is that you need to give yourself permission to actually do something in your life that will make a difference. Because I can tell you right now, like the staples of stress management and say, you know, yeah. you can put your alarm on every hour and yeah. then take a break for one minute. Like that's very effective because like, let's say if, you know, when I do um, events uh, and I, or like um, I go to companies and do uh, how to manage stress in the workplace yeah. uh, workshops, I tell everybody, now raise your hand and I'll tell you when you're going to put that hand down. And then I keep talking and then people get restless because like, oh my gosh, my hand is kind of hurting and I keep talking and they still pay. And then they, you know, they lower the hand because it's painful because it's stressful. But 
uh, it is happening because I want to understand them that the stress, if you will not going to take your breaks, it's going to be very, very painful. But if with that hand, if I say you lift your hand up and then you put it down and you lift up, put it down, you can do this all day. So it's very important to know that you have to pace yourself. You need to take breaks. You know, um, like I'm sure everybody knows like of this uh, image of, well, gazelle is eating the grass and then the lion starts chasing her. The gazelle keeps running and then finally runs away and then goes back to this peaceful place where it's just, you know, eating the grass again. But it's happening because gazelle knows how to regulate that. As humans, we don't. So we keep on doing the same things over and over, even that's stressing us. So here's also one thing to realize about stress is that's our coping mechanism or, or, or survival mechanism. So let's say if you if it happens that you, um, let's say when you were a child, if you were in the stressful situation, uh, let's say your parents were fighting or something, or you know kids were fighting around something that made you feel unsafe you um, immediately felt anxiety and you were stressed out because like, oh my gosh, I'm, I don't feel safe. So what happened to your brain it, it, when you survived, obviously, because if you're listening to this podcast, guess what? You survived it, right? So uh, next time when something happens around your environment that you, uh, you don't feel a little bit safe, you go into anxiety because your brain remembers this like, oh, you know what? The last time that we something was happening, we were stressed out and we survived. So this is a coping mechanism. So from now on, we're going to be stressed out in every single time when we don't feel comfortable. You know, when I find out that that was the research, then it blew my mind because I was like, wait, wait, wait a minute. So my stress is really my survival mechanism because, you know, the, the body, the, the brain thinks, hey, you know, I survived the last time when I was stressing out. I'm going to use this next time. So it's very important to really... It's um, to realize where you're stressing out. And I recommend uh, keeping like a diary every day to see, okay, what happened and how that made me feel. And what do they do about that? So you can find your patterns. Where are these this hidden stresses coming from that maybe you're being targeted automatically and you, you, know, you don't know that you're stressing there, especially if something that's um, being anxious and in, in whatever situation, it comes normal to you because you've already been doing this over and over and over and over. So it's very important to see it, what is really happening that you actually can change that. So then uh, it's very important, which I realized uh, that it's, you know, those, those parents that we grow up with when we were children. Uh, well, that's how you apply them when you are an adult. So if you grew up in a dysfunctional family, well, like I grew up and my dad was an alcoholic and my last uh, best-selling book is called Stress Management for Adult Children of Alcoholics. Okay. And now those listeners who are thinking now, hey, wait, 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 I don't have any uh, addict in my family. I don't need to, I don't need to listen to this podcast. I don't need to read this book. It's what we all have childhood trauma. You can be in the happiest family, um, but you always have some needs that were not met. It's just not possible. That's, I think that's just human experience. And that's the beauty of it. But we're not a gazelle that says, hey, you know, cool. The lion just chased me, but now I'm cool. So there's no more lion. I'm, I can live now. It doesn't work with us that way. We have difficulty of turning it on and off the, the, this, this button because it's all about the survival. So it's very important to know and recognize what environment you grew up, what's your childhood trauma, so you can address that because the way you want to act to stress and everything that's happening around you is going to come from that point of view. 
Mm-hmm. So, and uh, when I realized when I was sitting, let's say, uh, in the room with other people and something happened, I will totally overreact. So that's mean I will be creating my own stress. So now I'm inviting your listeners to think about it. Hey, okay, uh, do I create my own stress? Because to us come naturally and we think, yes, I need to overstress. I need to overdo things. So when something happens situation, I also recommend to ask yourself, wait, um, is, will that make a difference in five years? Is that going to make a difference in a year? Because if it makes no difference in your life or anybody else's life, then stop stressing because really you're just coming with your coping mechanism that's causing you stress and then also making you sick because as we all know, body keeps the score. Exactly. That's that's very true thing you said. So uh, also you mentioned about the childhood trauma. So uh, what did the... I mean, how did discovering the connection between your childhood trauma and uh, stress response change your perspective? Uh, so there the were uh, one of the biggest things that I see uh, that I saw how it started as the recognition. And uh, when I coach and I'm also a coach that do one on one coaching and group coaching, um, a lot of uh, People that were coming to me, they were entrepreneurs or they were in a um, work environment that they they were in the positions where uh, they felt responsible for the people. They had so much work and and they really would come for me for burnout. And so like there's just one, one example. It's very, I think that one of the major burns outs that I see with my clients is uh, they don't have time to take all of those breaks. You know, I'm like, oh, well, we'll just set your alarm on the phone and Every, every every hour, just stop whatever you're doing for one minute, just close your eyes and just relax. And they would tell me, no, you don't understand. Like, I don't have time for this. Like, I have a business to run. You know, I'm a, I'm a single one with, with two kids. I need to take care of my family. Um, and that, you know, this, the, the hardest question is really to ask yourself is, how is that serving you? Because all of the things that we do, even those that hurt us, really is serving us. Somehow, we really know that is good for us. That's why we're doing it. So, and like, for example, your burnout, why are you doing it so much? Because you are workaholic. Why are you workaholic? Ask yourself, how is being workaholic serves you? And then you think, oh, well, that makes me feel more important. That brings more money to the family. And that's, how is that coming from childhood trauma? Um, so let's say if you were a child and you were not um, being seen for who you are, or let's say uh, pe- people around you did not appreciate your talents or something, or like, oh, I love singing, but they're like, oh, shut up, you know, your voice doesn't matter. We know you're such a bad singer. So you always shut the part of yourself away to order to please other people around you. So then what happens if you do not feel that you are loved for who you are, then you become useful because it comes out of survival. You're like, oh my gosh, if I'm going to... Uh, I'm, if I'm not going to be doing good, they will uh, discard me, right? We are all humans belong to the group. We need other humans to belong to the group to to regulate ourselves. The, the brain regulates itself and we need to survive. So if we will be excluded of the group, we want to die. So then we become useful. So a lot of burnout that's really happening in a lot of people is that we want to prove to others that we're good enough. And we try to kind of like buy love of like, look, look, you see how well I'm doing. So the now accept me, love me. And it really is just burning yourself down and um, making your body sick. And then when you're sick, you cannot take care of anymore those that are around you. You cannot take care of your family anymore because guess what? Now you're in the hospital. 
And so it's really important to understand that everyone, everyone has um, a right to be themselves and honor their own needs. So you need to, you cannot pour out of empty cup. You have to fill yourself so you can give to others. And I constantly hear the same complaint from my clients of saying, no, 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 no. If I'm going to take care of myself, it's selfish. It's like it is uh, labeled that way in this uh, our society because martyrdom and victimhood is so celebrated because it is coming from the same childhood trauma of look how much I'm suffering. So now do you love me? There's so many people are being sick because that's how they get attention. And mm-hmm. so only by honoring yourself, honoring your needs, you can actually help other people because when you're sick, you cannot take care of those that you love or make a change in your life and all around the world. Exactly. Great. So, uh, I mean, how did you approach uh, healing from childhood trauma and how did it impact the stress management ability? So um, stress, that means it's something out of your normalcy or something that you have to do too much, even if you don't want to, let's say, right? Um, it's really pushing yourself through it to do things. Um, first, you always need to know that you are worthy, meaning you have to honor yourself, meaning you need to pay attention what is that you like. You need to give yourself to do something that you love doing it. And mm-hmm. many times if you grew up in an environment that you're constantly being told, oh, shut up, you don't know what you're doing, or like, what, you like painting? Who cares about painting? You're going to be a, a lawyer, you know? And so you have to really come back. If you want to really do any change in your life, you have to ask yourself, who are you? Do you allow yourself to be you? Yeah. Honoring yourself. And what does that honoring means? Meaning allow yourself to do things that you like to do, even for five minutes. Um, also honoring yourself, that's mean do not abandoning yourself. And that was a huge one for me. Because when I felt like, let's say, I was abandoned by my father, I mean, he was physically there, but not emotionally. When they feel that I was a, I was abandoned by my father, I was abandoning myself the same way when I'm an adult now because I keep on pushing myself to do things that I don't want to do. Or I stress myself and I abandon myself by gaslighting myself, by not honoring my own feelings. So what does this mean? So, for example, now... Um, you know, New Year's, new resolutions, and everybody's going to the gym, starting new diets. And why they don't last? Two, three months and they don't last. Because you know what? This is really driven by a childhood trauma of I am unworthy to be fit. I'm unworthy to be in good health. And I'm going to sabotage myself because it's serving me. So if you will not honor yourself who you are, you will not be succeeding in anything, in business and in, in, in anything, because keeping yourself behind is serving you um also not abandoning where's the not abandoning comes in this for example let's say if you during the day you had um very busy day or you're mentally or physically like just exhausted don't go to the gym don't do whatever you plan on doing it give yourself a break and tell yourself i am not going to abandon my needs i need to rest and i'm going to be standing you know by my by my own side and i'm going to allow myself to rest Instead of pushing yourself, because guess what? If your parents were pushing you, you're pushing you. So stop abandoning yourself and honor yourself and your needs. That's where it's self-love starts. Wow, that's lovely. So what surprised you most about your own journey towards the stress mastery? 
Um, what surprised me the most, there were actually two things. Number one, uh, and so when I was um, just coach that teaches the staples of stress management techniques, um, I was obviously starting by building my business. That was like 10, 10 years ago. And uh, I was reading a lot of business books. And in one of the books, um, the author mentioned that she was um, a daughter of alcoholic. And she mentioned the book that was, you know, specifically for adult children alcoholics. And that was the first time that I heard that terminology. And I was like, I didn't know it exists. Um, and that was one thing that actually to realize and that shed the light on my uh, background on where I grew up. Because from my point of view, that was normal. Uh, but apparently it wasn't. So I realized, oh, okay, so I act because I grew up that way. I'm hypervigilant. I'm all stressed out and anxious because I'm like, I grew up in that. I grew up with that set of mind already. And the second thing that surprised me the most to see how many people out there that actually dealing with the same issues like me. And now when I wrote the book, uh, Stress Management for Adult Children Alcoholics, when I go and speak at events or I talk with someone, I have a client, whatever, they tell me the same thing. They're like, you know what? Me too. My mom was this. My mom was that. Or, or you know, like not just not being emotionally available for kids. It's also the same damage as somebody is being an addict and not paying attention at all or not even being present in their life at all. And um, I realized that, you know, I always tell my clients, you are not alone and you are fine. There is nothing wrong with you. Because we have a tendency of telling ourselves there's something wrong with us. So we have to constantly fix ourselves. That's the abandoning yourself. Start loving yourself by honoring who you are. And there's nothing wrong with that. So that's that's the thing I had to realize. And I think all of us should realize that. That's definitely true. That's definitely true. Great. And um, <clears throat> like before we wrap up, like... Uh, can you offer a message of hope and encouragement to the listeners struggling with uh, the stress and feeling overwhelmed? Well, like I just said, you have to honor yourself and there's nothing wrong with you. So if somebody listening and then think they're not enough, uh-huh. I just recommend to do one little thing. Start writing, a, just just write it down the list of all the achievements that you already got in your life. And then the next time when you're all stressed out and you feel like you're not good enough, start reading that list because you're awesome. Wow, that that's a simple and uh, uh, effective thing, I, I believe. Yes, great. That's all the time we have for today, uh, dear listeners, on Unplug or Unravel. Uh, so, Lolita, thank you for uh, joining and uh, I mean, sharing your inspiring journey, powerful tools, and the insightful messages uh, about mastering the stress in the hustle and bustle. So, uh, the listeners always remember that even in the midst of the daily grind, you have the power to unplug, unravel the knots of stress, and uh, live a more balanced and fulfilling life. So be sure to check out uh, Lolita's resources, including her best-selling books and Be Amazing You community. So for more tools and tips and support on your stress bustling journey. So you can, you can uh, find uh, them in uh, the Lolita's uh, uh, website. So Lolita, if you can share uh, how people can connect with you if they wanted to uh, discuss or connect on something. So if someone wants to book me for a speaking engagement or a book a coaching session, um, they're welcome to go to beamazingq.com. 
Um, and also, if you're on Facebook, you just can look for Be Amazing You. If you're on Instagram, just look. Um, I, I give lots of tips for every day. If, uh, just search me for Lolita Gorin. Um, and that's, uh, I think that's already plenty. Okay, lovely. Great. Great. And um, uh, for more conversations like this one, exploring actionable strategies for well-being and the resilience, uh, dear listeners, be sure to subscribe uh, to Healthy Man and Healthy Life and leave us a review. And until next time, take care of yourselves and find your moments of calm and remember that you have got this. So thank you so much. Thank you.